Today on episode 111 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, part two. Last week I covered 11 of the programs and tools that I use all the time and recommend to my clients, and I got a lot of good feedback from that. This week we'll go over the other 11. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Well, good morning. This is The Computer Tutor Podcast, and I'm your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. I've been in the computer business since 1999, and I love telling you about new things that you can do with your computer. My full-time business is computer repair and virus removal, and I'm ready to fix your computer. And I can most likely do it remotely, so you don't even have to bring it anywhere. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. Today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 111. So let's get started. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I'd like to welcome you and say that you're actually coming in right in the middle of a two-part series. Every so often, I like to do a show about what computer programs I use personally, and in the past, I've been able to do them all at one time, but this time, there were just too many, 22 of them, actually. So last week, we talked about the software I use for uh, like the Windows operating system, for antivirus, for word processing... Uh, for storing passwords, and several more. And this week we'll cover the rest of the list, but you can just listen to episode 110 to get the other ones if you want to. And like last week, I'm not going to mention here on the show all of the actual web addresses where you can get these programs, but you can get all of the links at my site at computertutorflorida.com slash 111. So starting off with number 12, This is my choice for small business accounting. I use a service called FreshBooks. Back when I started doing computer work part-time, while I was still working a full-time job, I didn't really think about having any special software to keep track of income and expenses and that kind of thing. You know, like a lot of businesses, I started out with just a simple Excel spreadsheet, but that only works for so long. And now a lot of people are discovering FreshBooks because it's just so easy to use. The nice thing about it is that it's all web-based, so there's no software to install on your computer. You just create your account online with a good, strong password, and then everything you need to do is right on the website. Keep track of all your clients, your income, your expenses. You can create invoices that are really professional-looking and all kinds of reports. I really hate accounting, and this makes it pretty easy. Number 13 is called Phrase Express. And it's what's known as a text expander. This could be something that you need and you don't even know you need it. Here's how I use it. I get a lot of email. And some of the emails I get are from people that read my blog or listen to this podcast. And they'll be doing something on their computer and they get stuck. Or an error message comes up and they don't know what it means. Or they just don't know how to do a particular thing. Whatever the situation is, they end up sending me an email. They might send me an email saying something like, Hi Scott, I read your blog every week, and I just have a quick question for you. How do I make folders for all the pictures on my computer? 
Well, as much as I love to help people, unfortunately, I can't offer free tech support by email. If I did, I could just literally spend all day just answering computer questions by email. So my standard response to something like that is, hey, thanks for the inquiry. I'd love to help. This is something I would handle through my remote support service. You can get all the information on how that works over at my website, and I give the actual web address for the remote support service. The point is, I send out that same message over and over again. So it's kind of a waste of time to have to type it out every time. Well, that's where Phrase Express comes in. I can set it up so that a certain key combination, like, for example, Shift and Control and then the letter R, automatically spits out that whole message. The program stores text so that you just hit a couple of keys and there's your whole message all done for you. And it doesn't just have to be a couple of sentences like that one was. You can have it store whole pages. Phrase Express is free for personal use, and if you use it for business, it ranges anywhere from $49 to $219, depending on what features you actually need. Number 14 is the program that I use for opening PDF files. I use the original Adobe Reader. Yes, I know there are several other programs that are available to use as a PDF reader, but I've tried most of them and I really don't care for the ones that I've played around with. And I think if you're trying to open a PDF file that was created in Adobe Acrobat and then password protected, I'm pretty sure you need to open it in Adobe Reader anyway in order to be able to uh, put in the password. The Adobe Reader program is free. Just be careful to uncheck any boxes during installation or you'll end up with some other software you don't want. And for that, I say shame on Adobe for sacrificing integrity for money. Number 15 is Picasa. You might already be familiar with this one. Everyone loves Picasa, and I put it on every laptop that I sell. It's a free program from Google, and it does all kinds of cool things with your digital pictures on your computer. The main thing is you can see all of them right there in thumbnails, so it makes it easy to organize them. But Picasa also has some great special effects, like getting rid of red eye or lightening up a picture that's too dark, stuff like that. If you have a picture of a group of people, you could make one person in full color and the rest black and white, or vice versa. And of course, you can print pictures or upload them to your uh, Google account so you can share all of them with your friends and family. It does all kinds of stuff. Number 16 is the one that I use just about every day for communication, and that is Skype. With Skype, you can communicate by voice, by text, or by video, or all three. And if you're communicating with someone who's using Skype on the other end, it's completely free. And it's free no matter where you are in the world. So you could be here in the U.S., and your friend could be like over in Okinawa, and you could sit there and talk to each other and see each other as on video for as long as you want, and it costs nothing. The situation where you would have to pay is if you're using your Skype account to make a call to a landline phone number or a cell phone number. That's not free, but even that's pretty cheap. I pay $3 a month for unlimited outgoing calls to anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. So if you haven't tried Skype, you definitely should get it and check it out. And I should mention this too. I see sometimes a misunderstanding about Skype. Sometimes people say to me, oh, I'd like to try Skype, but I don't have a webcam. 
Well, that doesn't matter. You can still talk or text chat on Skype without having to have any camera. You only need a camera if you want the other person to be able to see you. So don't let that stop you from trying it out. Number 17 is Dropbox. Dropbox was one of the first file sharing programs and I use it all the time. Here's how it works. Let's say you have a computer at work and you have a computer at home. You have some files on your work computer and you want to work on them at home tonight. So what do you do? Well, in the past, the solution was to email those files from your work computer to your home computer. But that gets kind of cumbersome, especially when the files are too big to email. Or what if you have a folder full of 100 files that you want to work on at home? Email just doesn't work very well at all in that kind of case. So here's what you do. At home, you go to dropbox.com and sign up for a free account and install it on your computer. When you do that, if you click on the Documents folder, you'll see that now there's a new folder in there called Dropbox. Now, when you go to work, you go to dropbox.com and you log into that same account and install the Dropbox software on your work computer. So now you'll see a Dropbox folder on your work computer as well. Now, whenever you put something in that folder on your work computer, it will automatically also be in the Dropbox folder on your home computer and vice versa. So you can have access to whatever files you want. Just put them in the Dropbox folder. No emailing anything to yourself. Dropbox gives you a couple of gigabytes of storage for free. And then if you need more than that, you'd have to pay for it. Of course, there are other file sharing services out there that give you a certain amount of free space too, like Google Drive, iCloud, and several others. So if you set up several free accounts, you might never need to pay. Number 18 out of 22 total is a little free program called CD Burner XP. As you might guess, it was originally created back when Windows XP was commonly in use, so it's been around for a while. All it does is it makes it easy for you to put data or music or videos on a CD or DVD. Now, some people are probably going to say, hey, you don't even need an extra program to do that. And that's true to some degree. If you just drag your file to a CD or DVD icon, you can put that file on the disk just using Windows. But CD Burner XP has a lot of other options. I'm not going to go into do a full review here, but I recommend you go and check it out. And in spite of the name, it works fine with Windows 7 or Windows 8. Now, the next two I'm going to tell you about, I'll tell you right up front, they're not for everyone. They're kind of specialized, and they're kind of expensive. Number 19 is Adobe Audition. It's a program for creating and editing sound files. And right now, you're listening to the final result because it's the program I use to record and edit my podcast. Like I said, not everyone will have a need for a program like this, but if you do want to do a podcast or if you have some other need to work with audio files, Adobe Audition is top-notch. But if you need something like this and you need to find something less complex and less expensive, there's another one called Audacity that's great, and it's actually free. A lot of podcasters use Audacity, and it works fine. The other one that's kind of specialized is number 20, which is Sony Vegas. It's for video editing, and it's great. I love using it. Even though up until now, I really haven't had occasion to create and edit a lot of videos, that may be changing in the near future. Uh, but whenever I have any videos I work with, I use Sony Vegas. 
it definitely does a lot of stuff, and I'm nowhere near using it to its full potential. But I'm learning more and more each time I play with it. All right, we've got two more to talk about. Number 21 is WordPress. Even if you've never actually used WordPress, you've probably heard of it. It's for creating websites. Every website I make is done with WordPress, and if you need a website, you should definitely use it too. If you want to have just a free website or a blog, you can do that at WordPress.com, and your website would be something like yourname.wordpress.com. But if you're creating a more serious website, like for your business, you want to go to WordPress.org and get the actual WordPress software, which is free, by the way, to download and install on your web hosting account. There are a few steps involved, but the great thing about WordPress is that once it's set up, creating and editing and adding to your website is super easy because it's very user-friendly. And there are thousands of WordPress themes available, so your site can look just about any way you want it to look. And finally, number 22 is the program I use for when I need to get remote access to a client's computer. It's a service called TeamViewer. If you just need something to log in, like to your mom's computer or to help her out with something, you can use TeamViewer for free. It's free for personal use. But if you're going to use it for business, you have to get the paid version, and it's not cheap. Paid version is what I use, of course, since I use it for my remote support service, and I connect to more than 350 clients to help them with whatever's going on with their computer. So it's definitely more than paid for itself. And I'll tell you this, if you're trying to use the free version for business use, they'll most likely catch that, and they'll shut down your account. Now, there are other programs you can use for remote access to a computer, and I've tried several of them, but I kept coming back to TeamViewer because it was the most reliable, so that's the one I bought several years ago, and I've used it ever since. So there they are, the programs and tools that I use and recommend for my clients. If you use a program that I didn't mention this week or in last week's episode, I'd love to hear about it and let my listeners know about it. Just call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468 and leave a message. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. God bless.